1992, there were 543,767 violent incidents in American high schools. In some cities, the areas around these schools were beginning to fall under the control of violent youth gangs. By 1997, the number of violent incidents had tripled. Gangs had taken control of large sections of these cities. Some schools were shut down. The year is 1999. The gang-controlled areas have become known as Free Fire Zones. Kennedy High is located in the middle of a free fire zone. The police will not enter. There is no law. The Department of Education of Defense has been formed to reopen the schools and control the gangs. Baby, I need some action tonight! <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back. We are back with another episode of THR. Oh no, we're not doing that one. Got my got my shows mixed up. Got so many shows going on. This is the Action Returns. I'm your host Brian. With me, as always, is my host co-host Nez. What's up, man? Oh, I thought this was stream feed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, what? Oh, okay, because I was trying to think of what my next pick was gonna be but uh well never too mind. many too many shows too many yeah shows. i mean never mind that but <laughs> oh man it's everything's cool where i'm at so far um it's getting ready to snow so but the wind's been all crazy the past couple days and mm. blows over the semi trucks out on the open highway so gotta be careful about all that but other than that, ma'am, uh, back to normal with my uh, work days, back to the night shift, because that morning shift about killed me. But, <laughs> uh, so that's why we weren't putting out a show every day, everyone. Uh, now we can. I'm back to back to the regular groove. So, but um... in 1998, six million violent incidents took place in American high schools. Including 29,927 teacher fatalities. The public school system has been reduced to a battlefield. But the Board of Education has just found a solution. The perfect solution. You're next, Mr. Cope. For the class of 1999. What are you? The class of 1999. These were supposed to educate the students. Battle droids, Miles. Battle droids. To graduate is to survive. Yeah, class of 1999. Um, did you know there was a part two to this? I have seen part two. I started it's, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's a movie. Uh, is it... Did uh, Mark L. Luster direct that one too? I don't think so. Oh. It barely has anything to do with the first one. Uh, barely. <laughs> I 
All right, man. Give us a synopsis of what this is. All right. Class of 1999. Google has it as a principal's attempt to demilitarize a high school battle zone with Android educators backfires. Sure. Uh, IMDb, three ex-military robots are reprogrammed as teachers and secretly placed in a school where most students are part of organized gangs. They begin to respond violently to unruly students and their military training starts to take over. This, of course, is directed by Mark L. Lester. I believe he also produced it. It's a screenplay by C. Courtney Joyner. This stars Bradley Gregg. Is, I'm assuming he's the guy that is kind of like a low-budget Corey Feldman. Uh, Tracy Lynn, John P. Ryan, the lovely, lovely Pam Greer, Joshua Miller, Stacey Keach, Malcolm McDowell, and many others. Ned's. Is this the first time, or have you seen Class of 1999 before? I had seen it a long time ago. Um, I don't remember when. Um, it was... Shit. Um, I don't remember, everyone. It, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember not being... Uh, very impressed with it. I mean, after class of 1984, man, I was like, oh, my God, that movie was just amazing. And, oh, this is part two. Sweet. And it was everything but. <laughs> I mean, but not to take away from it, it, it's goofy. I mean, if you guys guys just want something to watch and laugh around with everyone. um, This is 1990. Uh, we were still. Uh, leaving the 80s with all these post-apocalyptic uh, films because there was a ton of them uh, throughout the 80s, be it uh, the Bronx Warriors or, or mm-hmm. Escape from New York or that one with Roddy Piper, Something Comes to Frogtown or whatever. Um, and, uh, hell Comes to Frogtown. Was, yeah. Wasn't he, his name Hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Hot Rod. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is with this one. Um, It's got nothing to do with class of 1984. Uh, This, the the effects were cool for what they were. They were practical. I mean, everybody in it, uh, I had seen before in many movies. I mean, the main ones, be it uh, Malcolm McDowell, Michael McDowell, Stacey Keach, Patrick Kilpatrick, Pam Greer, and uh, John P. Ryan. And there's a few other uh, stars in this, like Joshua John Miller. Uh, You guys, if you guys have seen Near Dark, he was Homer. And that kid always bugged me, everything he was in, especially in that film, uh, River's Edge. He got on my nerves in that one. He was getting on my nerves in this. But he, uh, he, he turned out to be a pretty good screenwriter. I know he did that movie, uh, The Final Girls. Oh, he and, did? Uh, yeah, and that, uh, that one uh, drug cartel series, uh, what's it called? Uh, Queen of the South. Ah, okay. Yeah, he did the, the screenplays for those. So, I mean, or even uh, Darren E. Bur- Burroughs. Uh, he plays Sonny in this one. He's been in a ton of things. 
I remember he was in Northern Exposure. He was supposed to be like half native, but no, we weren't buying it. (laughs) (laughs) I did like him in Crybaby. I liked him in that film and a bunch of other things he popped up in. But um, 1999 came and went a long time ago, uh, boys and girls. And we were yet to dress like what they thought the future was going to look like. Um, I'm still dressing the way I dressed it in in the 80s, but, <laughs> but I did not dress like uh, these guys or even the ones in uh, class of 1984, the little uh, punk rockers and everyone. But uh, again, this movie, you can just throw in and laugh around if you guys are just wanting something to watch to laugh at and just party and all that. This is definitely one of those type of films. Uh, the special effects I thought were cool. They were all practical, but the uh, overacting uh, with everybody in it, I mean, especially the main guy, uh, Bradley Gregg. He plays a uh, Cody Culp. Uh, uh, not Corey Feldman. Nah, yeah, he was a uh, <laughs> Philip in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors. Oh he, yeah, he was the one that uh, Freddy sliced up in his uh, his arms and everything, and he was treating him like a puppet. Um. But uh, always good to see Pam Greer uh, in, in anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the they probably filmed this in '89, so I mean Pam Greer is still beautiful today. But even back then, she was hot. But but overall, I mean this movie's goofy. It it, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, but yeah, class of 1999. What'd you think of it? Uh. It's it, it's a it's a movie. It's a it's a movie that should be watched with a group of people because there is a lot of wacky shit happening in this movie. Uh, I I can't believe this movie is over thirty years old. That makes me feel super old right now. Um, <laughs> when I, I remember when I first seen like a trailer for this when I was when I was young, I swore this was a Corey Feldman movie. I really did, but. What really drew me into it was uh, Pam Greer. I'm a big, big Pam Greer fan. And I had no idea this was, uh, I guess, semi-sequel to Class of 1984. Because like you said, it has nothing to do with the first one. It is, in a, for all we know, because they never really said where, where the first movie took place. But for this uh, <laughs> different school... Different gangs, uh, like you said, the wardrobe is outrageous. I don't. It's like '80s hair band mixed with uh, Road Warrior and the spandex pants and the the eyeshadow or the eyeliner. Some of the guys were wearing. I was just like, oh my gosh. But it it it's fun. It gets fun in some places. Like I enjoy the performances of. Uh, the three uh, teachers, the robotic teachers, because they they hammed it up in this one. They really did. And some of the some of the things that are happening in this movie is just crazy. Because I'm I'm trying to figure out the whole time why are these kids even going to school? Exactly. If the school is middle in this fucking what do they call it the the dead zone, the war zone or something? Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you going to school? Exactly. They called it the uh, the free fire zones. Yeah. Um, like you basically own this area. The police won't go in, but you you have to go to school and go to the principal's office when you get in trouble. I don't get it. 
I did. Yeah, this this it didn't make sense why they were even going to school because uh, the beginning narration states that throughout the 1990s, violence in American high schools had spiraled out of control, with areas in most major cities being taken over by youth gangs, resulting in some schools shutting down. Two major gangs uh, vie for control. Um, there's 1999 special areas known as free fire zones have discouraged police from entering uh, out of fear. Uh, I was kind of like, ugh. Seattle's Kennedy High School is in the middle of the free fire zone, thus the Department of Education Defense, DED, <laughs> a, pilot special, a, a pilot special government agency has been uh, notified. And, oh, fuck. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't get if if these uh free fire zones were supposed to be like super deadly and everything. Why why is everyone going to school? Because they're all I mean they're, they're metal detectors and everything in this one and there are there's no guns allowed or weapons or anything. And if you yeah. see all these kids just causing chaos in the street with all these gangs, I mean the last thing they're thinking about is going to school. So I was like Okay, <laughs> not not in this movie. Apparently, they go to school and they go to school on time. Yeah, and and do all their homework because there was <laughs> one scene where the the main the main kid uh, Philip Philip. I mean that that's all I see him as. Um, uh, Cody. He was just like, uh, he was hanging out with his brother and everything, and then his brother was like, "Well, where are you going? I got homework to do." I was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, it, oh, it, the, the basketball scene. Yeah. Or, I, can't, I can't get behind this Cody fucking guy. I just, I don't know. <laughs> did he just get out of prison? Yeah. He straight to straight to school, right out of prison. gets picked up by his brothers and they go to school and he's fucking throwing their drugs out the window and he's all fucking high and mighty or straight and narrow. And no, well, then right after that, you got to fucking get into it with the rival gangs and fucking car chases and explosions. And then you guys go to school. Yeah. He had to fight through all that, all those gangs just to get to school. I was like, really? And then all those guys that were chasing him, trying to kill him, park their cars and then they all go to school. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. I mean, I did love the uh, the little uh, post-apocalyptic uh, uh, cars they were driving around. It was total road warrior ripoff type of stuff. Um, uh, just modified cars with, the, or even like the the cars they had in Escape from New York with the little fake um, grills to cover the windows and bars and all that. And I was just like, Ugh. I mean, they waste. I think they wasted a lot of money uh, on on a lot of the stuff effects in this. I mean, the budget was 5.2 million and it only boxed off as 2.4 million. Yeah. I can uh, see that. Hey, yeah. I mean, if it was in the theater, it might've had a short run. I don't know. But, uh, the, the main guy, Cody Culp, uh, one such delinquent as Cody Culp, a member of the black hearts gang. <sighs> and uh, <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> <laughs> the guys that were in that gang all had tattooed black hearts on them. I mean, uh, that one little Homer kid, whatever the hell his name was. What was all I see him as is Homer from Angel. Dark. Angel. Well, uh, I mean, who, you want to be with the black hearts and get a black heart tattoo 
or the razor heads, which I don't know what their thing is like eyeliner and something, something else. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is, I mean, out of prison, Cody has decided to lie low and avoid any gang warfare, especially the right of, especially with the rivals razor heads led by Hector. Um, yeah, I mean, so this guy's fresh out of prison, Cody, and and he's just trying to live his life. His his brother and his mother are are drug addicts. They're hooked on some kind of new designer drug. I don't know. I guess it was something like coke because they just kept sniffing it, and uh, and he Cody is just trying to live his life and, and go to school. Uh, but all this uh, this gang stuff he had on it's probably the gang reason was probably why he went to prison. But he he's just trying to uh, live his life. But everyone's keep trying to pull pull him back into the gang because his former gang is they're all mad at him because he doesn't want nothing to do with them. But his brother Angel is just so drugged out. And he goes, "Yeah, they're gonna jump me in," and and <laughs> all that. I was like, "Ugh." I mean, I just. Nothing against the, that actor, but that 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 kid, man, he just bugs me in everything. Uh, Joshua John Miller, I mean, he bugs me in everything he's in, because um, he's always a little whiny bitch uh, of the movie, and, it, and that's what he was <laughs> in this one. He was all whining around and shaking because he needed drugs, and, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> but um the thing that was was funny about this man there was a lot there was a lot of violence in this a lot of fights and uh guys uh would get like just beat up so bad the faces were all bloody and all that the one that made me laugh was when cody got jumped but he still went to school and still had blood on his face and big old (laughs) i was like oh my god (laughs) school is important in this movie yeah yeah i mean school is important uh, important boys and girls but I, I there was no it, this movie made no sense on why all these basically street killers I mean they were killing people left and right shooting them in the streets but they went to school maybe that's the new um I, I don't know I mean <laughs> I, I'm I'm watching it right now they are checking in their weapons at the front door and they are actually giving them tickets so they can get their weapons back later. Um, this movie made <laughs> zero sense on, on why they were going to school. I mean, at least uh, class of 1984 made sense. I mean, these were just uh, wild kids that were, I mean, they went to school because that was their business. I mean, they didn't work or do school or anything, but they sold drugs and uh, had girls prostitute for them and all that. So, I mean, you could see why they were going to school. But these guys, it, they're out there killing and fighting in the streets, but there's always time for eight hours of school. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're introduced to all these all these crazy fools and don't understand why, but then uh, we're introduced to uh, the great uh, Malcolm McDowell, Dr. Miles Langford, who's the uh, principal of uh, of this school. And then we're also introduced to Dr. Bob Forrest, played by the great Stacy Keach, and he seems to be the one that's running the uh, Department of Education Defense. Oh, and you 
you don't even really need to watch the movie to know that he is the villain because they gave him a what like white hair with the fucking rat tail in the back with the with the white eyes or whatever and like yeah you're they went over the top with this and from what i understand he wanted this look this was his idea okay i mean it fit the movie because uh, because of the way everybody looked in it, so I mean, yeah, I don't think he was out of place, but um, he brings in three uh, teachers: uh, Mister Bryles, uh, Bryles, uh, Miss Connors, and Mister Harden uh, into uh, into the school. What the hell was the school called again? Uh, Seattle's Kennedy High School. Um, so they bring them in and. To everyone else, they're they're just new teachers. But we're when uh, we find out who they are, this was pretty much early, right in the beginning, when we're introduced to these three teachers. But then we find out that they're robots, um, military <laughs> robots. Yeah, I, I did like this scene when they were when they when they was explaining it to me. All right, now show them what you do. And uh, Patrick Kilpatrick, uh, Mister Brylis. He opens up his mouth and pulls back, and you can see he's a robot under it. So they put them in in this school to uh, basically try to stop all the all the crime and everything that's going there. So because every time they look around, it's kind of like the Terminator type of thing. You see all these different uh, directives on, on what they should do because when the kids are acting up, there's there's one scene where there's one guy. Uh, kind of starting a fight in, in class, and then you see the thing with Mister Harden starts scanning through all the things that he sh- that he should do, and basically just kind of stop the fight and give them corporal punishment or whatever they called it. <laughs> he spanked them. Yes, I was like, <laughs> oh my god! I mean, he 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 let them fight it fight it out for a second, and then he goes over, and grabs both of them, takes them to the front of the class. Puts one on the ground while he puts his feet on top of it, and while he's sitting on the desk, and then bends the other one over his his knee and starts spanking him. I mean, it's it's funny, but I'm sure because he's a robot, it fucking probably hurt a lot. But just the way it looked and how fast his hand was going, it was like, psh, 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 psh. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, I guess they these are they all did the movie just to, to get that paycheck, but <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, especially these the five actors that are like the big names in this. Did they need to do this? No, but maybe on the come up. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take anything that, that someone hands it to me. I mean, I'm sure they had a good time and a fun time making the film, the movie. It is it is fun to watch, but it's just goofy and stupid and, and makes no sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so, but basically, the reason why they brought in these three robots was to try basic take take back the school from all this uh, violence the, that the students are doing. So I was like, all right, that's cool with that. But these robots just kind of. Uh, they were designed for the military, but they basically kind of just, uh, did they just get smarter and, and just do it themselves or? Yeah. It kind of seemed like the typical thing we've seen in other movies where these, I don't know. I, I don't know what the term is. These self 
operating robots that are just going to eventually just think for themselves and do what they want and it, just kill, start killing. I mean, it, it, it's a bad idea from the beginning. I mean, they're military robots used in combat. So, I mean, what was going to happen? Because they, they slowly start killing the students, the, the ones that are causing problems. I mean, there was one guy that, um, I think it was one of the guys that got spanked, I think, and he, like, pulls a gun on the uh, the gym teacher. And uh, he, uh, Cody's there as well, and I can't remember who the, who the guy that showed up with the gun. Uh, he was like, he was like some other, some other guy. Yeah, um, I assume one of his friends from his gang. So he goes up and he pulls the gun on, on Mr. Bryles or Bryles, however you say his name. And then that guy shoots him and then he just kind of takes the shots and then he kind of grabs him and takes the gun away from him and, and, and kills him. And uh, uh, shout out to whoever was uh, Bradley Gregg's stunt double because right before then... Um, Patrick Kilpatrick is just beating the shit out of him because that's what you do with students that don't listen. And <laughs> he picks him up and slams him on that. Then you can see there's clearly just a mat on the floor and he fucking bounces when he lands. And I know that wasn't uh, not Corey Feldman. I, that, that, that had to have been a stunt double. So shout out yeah. to that guy. I mean, so yeah, we see that these uh, these these three uh, robotic teachers are just just killing people. I mean, they're they're supposed to kind of have uh, uh, try to just control them. Not, I mean, just basically take the school back, but no no casualties. But these these robots are like eff it, and then they just start killing uh, all the kids that are that are causing the problems. Um, to me, this it was just kind of like a total Terminator ripoff uh, because at the end it was, that was like a total ripoff from Terminator from the first one when uh, <laughs> that that robot was chasing uh, Cody and, and his girlfriend. I was kind of like, oh my god! Um, but again, the special effects. I mean, I enjoyed them because they were all practical, and that's always amazing. But the, once I mean oh and uh the Dr. Uh, Bob Forrest, Stacy Keach's character, he's got like a command center in the school and uh watching because there's video cameras all over the hallways and each one of these robots has um cameras in their eyes or whatever because when we see their directives that are coming across on what they should do, that's also feeding into the the little headquarters on, on their computers. So they're all watching it as well. Uh, as what they're going on because some of the some of the scientists or doctors or whatever that that built these guys are kind of like we need to shut this down because they're they're not they're just killing people they're not doing what we want but stacy keach dr bob forrest is like nope nope we gotta leave him in there we gotta leave him in there with because that's what he wanted to do he wanted to just kill all these kids that were causing problems yeah he's basically saying they're they're just adapting to their surroundings like no they're they're murdering these kids um so so while that's going on, I mean there's still a beef between the two gangs, the Razorheads and the the Blackhearts. But they at one point have to 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 team up to fight uh these three uh robots. I, I did like the scene when um 
after Cody, after his buddy got killed, he just kind of said, no, it was after his brother. His brother got killed. Um, Angel. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Hart. No, that was uh, Sonny. Sonny got killed. Well, we didn't talk about Sonny getting killed. Which one was that one? Uh, the one where Mr. Oh. Harden shoved all the drugs into his mouth. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, he he was all drugged out too. <laughs> so, but um, I thought I thought it was after his brother got killed that that he went uh, that Cody oh, went on a rampage. Sonny, Son, Sonny was his brother too. He was uh, oh, that's one right. of his. Angel gets killed after the the basketball scene where. Where Cody just leaves him in this gang riddled neighborhood by himself. Yeah, I mean, they tried to pack too many stories in this because there was too many players, uh, other than the gang guys and then the, the the robots and everything. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the love interest either. Oh, um, she served no purpose in this. Uh, I guess she was. Um, <laughs> Uh, Dr. Miles Langford's, uh, the principal's daughter. She was Christy Langford. Yeah, you, Tracy that, is, Lind. that is the most unbelievable shit ever. You allow your daughter to go to the school? Really? Especially this school. If he, I mean, I assume you're rich when you're a principal, but there was no need for her to go to this school. She could have went to one of the safer schools because she obviously was uh, was well-educated and uh, taken care of as a kid. She didn't dress like uh, all these other whatever they were, punk rock, punk gang members or whatever they were. But I was like, but and she did say she was like, well, my dad wanted me to just to come to a public school and uh, I, I don't mind it. But and she ends up falling for Cody and he falls in love with her. And did she get killed? No, she lived. Unfortunately, okay. I mean, it probably would have made the movie better, more dramatic, but no. But I mean, while that is all happening and um, the, the senseless gang violence that really doesn't add up to anything, um, Cody and Christine do figure out that there's something going on because after uh, Mr. Browse killed Sonny, he, he did tell him, he goes, look, man, I, I got to find out where these guys are from because Cody stole the uh, school faculty uh, phone numbers that were sitting on a desk in the principal's office. So he was trying to figure out who these three uh, new teachers were, but then we find out that they all live in the same house because they all have the same address. So Cody and Christine go over there to break into their house, to their apartment, to see uh, if they can figure out anything on who these who these three are. Um, they didn't find anything when they got in that apartment, right? Yeah, some things that it just made it really ridiculous. There was like a whole cabinet full of like WD forty and oh <laughs> other stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so they the the three the three teachers end up showing up home, and then they Cody and Christine kind of haul ass out of there. Uh, but they see who who broke into that. They 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 know someone broke in. So then when they walk outside, they see Cody and Christine riding off on his motorcycle. So they jump in the car to go uh, to go chase him. Um, this this chasing was was bullshit. Um, the, the the three teachers were in a car. Cody was on a bike. 
Well, he dropped off uh, Christine so she can run and hide, and they were chasing Cody. Their car kept hitting his back wheel, and all he would do was shake and and keep on running. (laughs) If that big car bumped the back of that tire, you're flipping and you're dead. (laughs) They must have hit him like five five times, and he just kept on going. And I was like, "Oh my god, this it was it was bad." Um, but he 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 knew that there was something wrong with them. That he knew why he he still needed to figure out. Uh, who they were, where they came from, and why they're they're doing what they're doing, because students did start to uh, disappear and everything. So, but oh, they did find something. I just remembered um, Sonny's uh, crucifix that his mom had gave him. He um, Cody saw it earlier because in, uh, it was Mister Harden. Yeah, when he was standing in the classroom, uh, Cody saw him holding it. Then he and then he put it in his pocket. But then he, yeah, he found it when they were in the apartment building. Um, but uh, so during all this, I mean, the the, the Razorbacks and and the Razorheads or whatever the hell they're called, uh, and the Blackhearts were still at each other's throat. I mean, this was. I'm just jumping around, everyone. But I mean, after after Angel got killed, um, Sonny's dead. Angel's dead. Uh, it was when Cody just. Fuck it. He had to put his headband on. Jump me in. Jump me fucking in. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, all right, come Uh, on. Let's do this. I might. Things might be different nowadays, but I don't know if you can just be jumped in and then jumped out and jump back in. And apparently in this movie, (laughs) you can get out and get in whenever you feel like it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man, these these gangs are soft. Um, but they did all run around with uh, machine guns and 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 weapons and everything. Because after Cody loads up, let's go, let's go get him. They had this big gun battle with uh, the Blackhearts and the Razorheads. Or is that what they were called, Razorheads? Um, it don't. It doesn't matter. They're Razorheads, Razorbacks, yeah, ra- Razorheads. <laughs> they have this big. Uh, they get like, oh, it was after they found Sonny dead or Angel dead. They had that basketball and it said, "Meet, meet us in the war zone or or whatever." And the war zone is just some little beat up field with junk in it, right, kind of right by the water. And they just Cody loads up. Yeah, let's go! Come on, everyone grabs machine guns and they go there. And then immediately have this big uh, gun battle, and they're all bad shots because nobody's getting shot. Uh, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> and uh, then the three teachers show up. Uh, the three robotic teachers show up, and uh, then both gangs start fighting them. I mean, because everyone knows who they are, and they know that they're doing some dirty stuff, so they all start firing on them. But these robots end up taking guns away from some of the gang members and just start uh, murdering everyone, murdering all these kids, all these teenagers. <laughs> so... But I I was like, oh my god, well, what's what's happening here? Um, this is what happens in the distant future of 1999. I, I guess. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. So they they do that. They kill pretty much almost everybody in both gangs, except for uh, a few of the main the, the main members, but on both <laughs> sides. 
but then so now they're like, all right, man, we, we need to team up with the Razorheads and the Blackhearts and, and we need to get these teachers. Oh, this was fucking stupid. Uh, when they when okay, because uh, they the teachers kidnap uh, Cody's girl, and then Pam Greer does that thing where she gets on the phone with Cody, pretending to be uh, Hector, and then for some reason Hector's like, oh, why would or Cody's like, why would Hector go to the school if he didn't have to? And then everybody's like, yeah, it must be the teachers. I'm like, nobody ever had to go to school because they had to, and I'm just like, I, I, it was fucking stupid. Yeah, I've uh, that even during that scene, I was like, "Why the fuck is anyone going to school?" <laughs> uh, so they, there's a big, huge battle uh, at the high school now. The three teachers, we all they all find out that they're robots, and they just team up, and then, then they go charging in, and they one by one, uh, the 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 teachers are actually killing. Uh, some of the gang members that that are after them. Um, then when they once they switched into battle mode, um, to Mister Brian Bryles Bryles or whatever Patrick Kilpatrick, he his arm I think it was his right arm. Um, the hand falls off. I don't remember. Maybe someone pulled it off. I don't remember. But his it turns into. Was it like a flamethrower or a gun or? No, uh, Pam Greer had the flamethrower. Oh yeah, he okay. had the the claw with the drill. And <laughs> Mister um, Harden, what did he have? He had like a rocket launcher, okay. like a little mini rocket launcher. Oh my god! Oh, uh, but the the Hector gave me the the best line in this movie when uh, they shoot up Pam Greer, and then you can see the robotic parts underneath and he's like bionic tetas oh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean when they when they they shoot up uh pam greer i mean she's still coming at you but she's like uh full of holes spewing out green green stuff or or something i, I don't know but i was like what the fuck is happening here <laughs> but, so i mean but they end up de- destroying her and then they uh, go after uh, Mr. Harden. And it's goofy there as well. I mean, they end up, the, he took out, Mr. Harden took out a few people. But how they killed him is they, uh, did they show a shotgun or was it a pistol in his mouth? And, um, I think it was a machine gun. Oh, yeah. And just unloaded a machine gun. That was it. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I mean, because when they were shooting these uh, these teachers, these robots, I mean, they were just taking the bullets and, and kept on coming. But uh, I guess if you shove a gun in, in, in one of those mouths and just unload it, because it, it blew the back uh, back of his head out. So, I mean, that, that was the end of that robot. Uh, Pam Greer also got uh, destroyed. And then it came down to the last robot, which was Patrick Kilpatrick. Um he actually looked cool. This is where I say it was the Terminator ripoff. Because uh, he gets shot up and everything. His hand turns into the the, the little drill thing. Which I thought was a cool uh, effect. Because um, it grabbed... Uh, uh, was it Hector that it grabbed? No, the, the one... Uh, Cody's one friend with the bleach blonde hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. I don't that, remember. I'm assuming he was the leader of the Black Hearts for some reason. 
All right. <laughs> uh, it, it had like a claw and a drill, and he grabbed um, his head, and then the the drill kind of came out. I was hoping for them to show it go in. It just he would just ah, you hear him screaming, and then they throws him on the ground. You see, he's got a hole in his head. Oh, it's kind of ah, cheap. Um, let me let me go back a little bit. When 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 the the robot teachers took over, they went into the um the command center, how they were, and just murdered. Everybody in there, all the the little scientists, technicians, and all that, they killed all of them, and then they killed um, Stacy Keach's character, uh, Doctor Bob Forrest. They ended up killing him, uh, as well as the principal, Malcolm McDowell's character, Doctor uh, Langford. Uh, I did like how they killed him. That, yeah, that kill was rough. The choke basically grabbed him by the Malcolm McDowell by the throat and just like stabbed his throat with the fingers like you can see the the, the holes in his uh, neck when he got when he was laying there on the floor I, th- I thought that was really cool yeah i like that effect i mean how it looked uh i mean after they threw him on the ground you see his blood is his neck is all bloody and you can see where there was like fingers that just jammed in there was like three little holes uh in his neck so i thought that was cool so the principal's dead uh, the doctors and all the scientists that created uh, these three uh, battle droids or whatever you want to call them. Uh, everyone's dead. And so it w- it's up to Cody and his gang or whoever's still alive to take the, these these uh, robots out. So they took out Pam Greer. They took out Ms. Mrs. Connors. And they took out Mr. Harden. And uh, Patrick Kilpatrick was the last one standing. Um, this, is, this is where I say they ripped off Terminator because... They were fighting with him, and they, they couldn't stop him. And then he, like, blew up uh, at one point, uh, and it basically just burned off all the 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 skin and everything that was on him. Uh, I did like how his, his head looked. It was, like, half of his uh, normal head, and the other half was, was a robot. Uh, it, it looked goofy and cheesy, but uh, I still liked uh, how it looked. And uh, when... After they did that, and because the, they thought that they thought they destroyed him, uh, but he, he he didn't. So, but he was uh, walking. He was still walking and trying to come after him. And there's a scene where you see robotic uh, feet walking on the ground, and then um, I mean, it was just a total Terminator ripoff. I mean, they mm-hmm. burned off all the skin to reveal the uh, the, the 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 robot skeleton under him. So I was like, oh, come on. I mean, but uh, I did like how it looked. I mean, I thought the special effect of that looked pretty sweet, but it was just, it was just goofy. How did they destroy that last one? Uh, I think uh, somehow, how did they do it? I think he was going after the girl and then Cody said some kind of one liner and then drove a, a forklift into him and then somehow a, a chain got wrapped around his head and he lowered the forklift and it, and it pulled the head off. Oh, that's right. Because um, it was chasing that girl, uh, Christine. Yeah. She was climbing up a ladder and uh, the, the robot grabbed her and pulled her down. And that's when Cody came riding up on the forklift, lifted up those two little metal things the pick up uh, whatever you're trying to carry around. He jammed it through him into the robot. He kind of let go uh, of the ladder he was trying to climb, but he was still holding on to Christine. And then um, mm-hmm. 
before Christine was was able to get out of the way, they said, wrap that chain around his neck. So she grabs a chain and wraps it around his neck, and then he kind of lets her go. Um, and then he starts spinning in a circle. So I assume, <laughs> or no, the yeah, the the forklift starts spinning in a circle, and it was just wrapping the chain around uh, its neck more. Did it end up pulling his head off? Yeah, and for some reason, the robot was screaming like he was in pain or something. I I guess, <laughs> but. So, I mean, after they pulled uh, its head off, and, I mean, that was it. It was dead. I mean, it just it stopped running, separated the, the main chip probably from the rest of his body, and then it just fell. And Cody and Christine hug and kiss and all that. Then they come walking out of the school as the school's burning up, and that's your movie. But, and I would say the way this movie is, how wacky it is, I bet your kids will show up to go to school the next day. Oh, yeah. I'm sure uh, somebody came and put out the fire and then uh, <laughs> resumed classes. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if it went did right away. You got to find another principal and you got to explain why there's dead students and, and dead robots and dead scientists and everything <laughs> in, <laughs> in this high school. But <sighs> this movie was just terrible. I mean, did, did they need <laughs> to make it? No. Um I guess when you're a filmmaker, man, you 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 just make whatever you make, <laughs> and hopefully it's uh, if it doesn't make its money back, it hopefully it'll do something. I mean, it is a cult classic. Uh, there is a lot of people that 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 do enjoy this movie. I did get a sequel. Yeah. Class uh, of 1999, part two, The Substitute, starring, I know, I know, I know that guy, Sasha Mitchell. Was he best of the best or was he Bloodsport? He was Kickboxer. Okay. Good. Like Kickboxer 4 or something. And he was on that, that one uh, sitcom, uh, Step, Step by Step. Step. Yeah. He had got into what the hell was his name? Sasha Mitchell. He got yeah. into some shenanigans and basically, um, I guess with his wife, got, right? Yeah, it kind of slowed his career down. He was just had anger issues and took it out on his wife physically. And, and this guy, from from what they were saying, he did. Uh, I mean, he was a martial artist, so he had uh, fighting skills. And mm-hmm. just, I guess, I don't know if he used him on his wife or, but yeah, I remember all of that clearly. Cause I mean, I liked him in, um, step by step. Uh, what the hell was his name? Um, it was, cause he was, he was like the stupid, stupid guy of the show. <laughs> uh, C- Cody, <laughs> that was his name. Um, I guess they did. Uh, oh, that was in '91 uh, when that show started. Because I think once the stuff happened, he they kind of like wrote him off uh, the series because everyone was starting to hate him. But uh, yeah, he did three kickboxing movies. I think I only seen this, the second one. I did. I didn't. I kind of tapped out uh, after that. But um, yeah, they bring back. Tong Po for that one, and I don't even think it's the same guy because it, it looked like he had prosthetics on his face. Yeah, it, it wasn't. I mean, you could clearly see uh, it was someone else. 
um, with that one. But um, sure, we'll tackle all those uh, <laughs> as we go along. <laughs> but I mean, this movie, Mark L. Luster, man, I mean, you you did such an amazing job with class in 1984. I mean, Commando, Firestarter, all that, but. This one was just, it it was no good. Maybe he wanted to buy a new house or something. I guess. I mean, this guy is, I mean, he's still out there working. He's done, he's got a ton of things. Uh, He's got 33 credits for being a director, a bunch bunch as a producer and a writer. Uh, But he's he's still out there doing it, man. It seems like he's doing a lot of, uh, producing but uh his directing i mean he's got something tv movie qua harry or her her eye i don't know i don't know what that is but that's in pre-production but he's uh he's still out there doing it man but um i've seen some of his films other than the 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 two we talked about as well as commando and and firestarter uh, Armed and Dangerous was awesome. Right. Showdown in Little Tokyo was was an awesome film. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll do that one eventually. But yes, we will. Uh, but this movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, watch it with a group. Don't don't sit there by yourself, and because it'll be funny. It'll be fun to sit there with your boys or or sit there with your girls and watch this movie and laugh. I mean, there's. Uh, I mean, I guess we're with some of the big actors, and you got to keep on acting. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, Malcolm McDowell—he hasn't had the. Uh, I mean, he's had a good career. Not not saying anything about that. He's still out there doing it, but. Oh, that guy will do anything now. Yeah, some of the roles he's been choosing has just. Uh, okay, um, I did like everything he did with Rob Zombie, and of course. Uh, the the earlier films he did in his, in his career. I mean, Clockwork Orange is is probably my favorite film of his. Uh, I met him once. He was he was a really nice gentleman. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think he's just taking whatever. He's just taking that check. Good. <laughs> um, he's got a ton of things in pre production. Um, and then there's some other things that were just announced. So he's. He's still out there doing it. And, um, how old is he? He was born in 43. You guys do the math. I don't know how old he is. but uh, He was much younger in this one because you can clearly see it in him, as well as Stacey Keach. But this movie is just... Uh, <laughs> I almost bought it at one time. I had it in my hand, the Blu-ray. Well, that Vestron. Yeah. Edition. I was like, yeah. dude... Do I need it? <laughs> Do I have I, to have it? But no. I might pick it up. I, I I feel like I have to have it because I have class in 1984. So I, now I got to look up and see how much it is. I, I can't remember how much it was well, when I saw it. Um, but um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, if I do, it'll be just. Yeah, yeah, like you, like you. I have the other one, so might as well. I mean, twenty dollars ain't ain't much. So if I see it again, maybe maybe I'll pick it up. I, I don't know. 
but uh i am interested in the second one um class of 99 part two or whatever the, the substitute <laughs> I, it started off goofy <laughs> more crazy wannabe punk rocker uh, glam band looking dudes <laughs> and you got uh, Cody there uh, <laughs> well his name isn't Cody in the movie but I just see him as Cody I mean e- even in, in the, the kickboxer one that I saw I mean, I, oh my gosh uh, <laughs> but yeah. the, uh, all three of these films are streaming on YouTube uh, class of 1984 class of 99 and then the second one the substitute so I haven't seen that one. I didn't even know there was a uh, a two, so I'm gonna have to sit down and watch that one, um, and I'll come back and tell you guys what I thought about it. But from <laughs> what you, when did you see that one? I mean, how much do you remember? Uh, I seen it last year because I didn't even know there was a second one. And it, it, you're right. It starts off goofy, goofy, and it, it it doesn't stop there. It continues to be ridiculous. Okay, what is that one? In the original movie, the cyborg teachers were were all destroyed. Well, that's what we thought. Uh, <laughs> but there's one more rogue military robot out there determined to clean up the education system. Why, though? Was that his directives, too? Or? <laughs> I don't know. In the future, teachers are cyborgs. Pray you only get detention. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, okay, I gotta watch this one. <laughs> Is that on the poster or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Maybe we have to do like a, a ten-minute bonus episode with this for this one. I need to. I have to. I mean, I watched uh, maybe fifteen minutes of it. I I gotta see how it ends. But uh, that one was directed by Spyro Razatos. I ah. Uh. Uh, Mark L. Lester helped. He wrote it. Um, okay, he's a stunt man. He, he did stunts in Venom, Fast and Furious, Civil War, and Kong. Um, oh man, he's got 173 uh, credits as stunts. Um, and one credit as director. Uh, three. Oh. Uh, Fast Getaway, the Class of '99, yep. and then uh, TV series. Fast Getaway with uh, Corey Haim. Uh, I don't never. I never even heard of that. I might have um, just made that oh, up, but yeah, it is. It's Corey. Haim. Oh, okay. Uh, I remember seeing this box in the video store, but I, I never seen it. Uh, Corey Haim, rest in peace. <laughs> I'll have to find that one. But Team Knight Rider is that the Knight Rider, or is it something? Let me see what that is. I okay. Um, it is <laughs> something to do with Knight Rider, the the car. Team Knight Rider. That was in. It was. I guess it was a TV series, and I assume the nineties. Oh, ninety seven to. It only had uh, one year. Ninety seven to ninety eight. Years after the adventures of Michael Knight and Kit, a new team are artificially of artificially intelligent super vehicles, and their drivers continue to fight against evil wherever they go. I never even heard of this at all. Um, looking at the poster, I only know one guy in this. 
He was uh, that one dude that was in the bathroom the whole movie in uh, summer school. Oh, the guy that's like, he's always like some kind of athlete in every movie he's in. Yeah. And I remember okay. him as, he, I think he played uh, Buster Douglas in that that uh, Tyson movie that was on HBO. Um, what the hell is his name? Is this him? He was in the program. Yeah, Dad, Dwayne Davis. Yeah. Oh, he was also uh, Uno in Ghost of Mars. Oh yeah, uh, and then he was the very dumb football player in Beetlejuice. I don't remember him. In He's that. A, he played a lot of football players. He was a what was it? Rest, necessary roughness. He was the guy that couldn't catch the ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, he was in the Hidden as well. I don't, I don't remember him in that, but okay. Um, <laughs> summer school. I mean, that's um. He was one of those. Oh, it's that guy. <laughs> but summer school, I remember him. Because he was in the beginning and the end of the movie. Went to the bathroom and that was it. He was there the whole, the whole came summer. back, Came back, took his test, got the highest score. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, Class of 1999. Uh, again, it's streaming on YouTube. Uh, watch it if you must. Um, but definitely watch the first one if you guys haven't seen that one. That one's a true uh, classic. And uh, if you want to stomach 99 and part two, go for it. So, but um, I guess that's it. I I don't know. This movie was uh, <laughs> the train wreck <laughs> from beginning to end. I mean, nothing against anyone that was in it. They they all did their job. So I applaud all you actors that were in this film, but. Come on, Mark L. Lester. You could do better than that. <laughs> so, but, Bionic tetas. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, all right, everyone. Uh, what do we got next? <laughs> uh, we're going to go with the new release this time. Uh, this is a Hulu exclusive, and it is boss level. This stars uh, Frank Grillo. Mel Gibson, Naomi Watts, and Michelle Yao. And this is directed by uh, Joe Carnahan. And uh, let's see. It stars Frank Grillo as a retired Special Forces soldier who tries to escape a never-ending time loop that results in his death. Now Gibson's in this, too? Yeah, I think he's the the bad guy. All right. Is it a... Action mystery sci-fi. All right, cool. Yeah. Even uh, Chow's in it. Mm-hmm. Ken, Ken Jung. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. I didn't even know. Um, oh, this just came out. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know much about it, but uh, I'm all. I like Frank Grillo, so uh, I'm I'm on board. All right. Um. We'll be back uh, shortly with uh, Stream Fiends. Um, I, don't, I don't know why I thought this was Stream Fiends for this one. But, <laughs> <laughs> eh, we're getting old, everyone. But, yeah, there's as many shows as we've done together. It's, it's just one one long show. Yeah. <laughs> so, But uh, everyone... That listened uh, to Class in 1984 as well as uh, our last stream theme, Gleaming the Cube. Uh, thanks uh, so much. Shout out to Aaron. He listened to both of those. He goes, man, you're, you're all over the spectrum. 
with these podcasts. I said, well, I mean, I love doing it, and I love being a part of uh, the Horror Returns uh, family. I wish I could have been there for the last episode, but uh, yeah, I got to do my uh, my fatherly duties with mm-hmm. my son and helping him move into his new place. But, I mean, other than that, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And uh, come back uh, next time uh, for more Action Returns. So uh, until then, uh, you guys be safe out there. Party on. Yep. Until the Action Returns, everybody be safe.